welcome to the Midlife-ish podcast, where you learn how to wake up and slay through menopause with mindful living. I'm your host, Dr. Joyelle, your board-certified OBGYN and perimenopause health coach. There's a lot of ish that happens during these midlife years, and you're probably bombarded by the pressure of beating the clock before you hit menopause. Are you a professional woman between the ages of 40 and 50 and afraid of how you'll look, feel, and even think when you approach menopause? Are you over 40 experiencing hot flashes, mood swings, lack of energy, and just feel lost on what to do to manage your symptoms? Are you over 40 and you cringe with each birthday because it means you're one year closer to menopause and you might just run out of time to fulfill your biggest dreams? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you are where you are supposed to be. This podcast will not only prepare you for what to expect during the midlife years, but equip you with simple, integrative strategies to manage your menopausal symptoms. Ladies, you will learn that you are not heading towards a midlife crisis, but a midlife revolution as you embrace the evolution of yourself. So let's get started so you can slay your day. Hey y'all, welcome back. So this episode, I want to delve into this most popular question, which is, what the hell is perimenopause anyway? Now, if you listen to my story in the first episode, if you did, thank you for listening. If you haven't, please go back and take a listen to my journey through this whole perimenopause or menopausal transition. It basically starts at the age of 39. It started at the age of 39 for me. And I was really in, you know, (laughs) denial, to be honest. I literally woke up the next day after my 39th birthday with night sweats every day, drenched in sweat, feeling disgusted every morning. And like I said in my story, I got pregnant. And so, you know, if someone's ever told you you can't get pregnant during perimenopause, you can. (laughs) But after delivering my son, I went back to the, you know, and also after breastfeeding, I went back to these dreaded night sweats. And before, like I said, I was kind of in denial when it first started. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm too young for this. You know, I don't know what this is about. And, you know, my, like I said, in the last episode, my birthday's in July. So summertime, okay, maybe I'm just getting a little overheated, whatever. And now when it returned, I was like, okay, I think this may be what perimenopause is actually starting. And again, I had to kind of look into some resources because like I said in the last episode, we don't really get a lot of training in regards to managing perimenopause and menopause in medical school or in our residency training. And can I remember in clinics, you know, in our resident clinics, there was not really a lot of conversations about um, menopausal symptoms and what women can expect during perimenopause and menopause. I mean, I honestly cannot even remember a full lecture 
about it. And let me be honest, my memory has not been the same <laughs> since having children and since getting older. So, you know, I may be wrong, but I honestly can't remember like a lecture about it. So, you know, as I became an attending, I remember when patients would come in and complain about, you know, different menopausal symptoms, I'm like, okay, let me go, you know, do a quick search, a uh, quick research project so I can, you know, figure out first, you know, what they're, you know, what they're experiencing and um, possible options they can, um, they can use to kind of help manage their symptoms. And a lot of things, you know, they point you to hormone replacement therapy. And, you know, in even searching for myself, you know, that came up, you know, take hormones, you got to go back on hormones. And I know there's a lot of, you know, back and forth controversy in regards to doing hormones or not. And I really was, you know, as I matured in my career, I really wanted to kind of go more towards a natural way of managing my symptoms and, um, you know, kind of figure out what other things I can do to help with my symptoms. But I was really miserable. Like, you know, like I said, the waking up, just feeling disgusted, sweaty, irritated, you know, and then I also started having mood swings, irritability, I'm snapping at my husband, the children, and even at work, I'm usually like, you know, just very happy and, you know, chatty with my patients. And I just wasn't, wasn't into that at all. And also, you know, acne was an issue. Oh my gosh, my acne. Um, as a teenager, I remember I hated it. And then during this time, I was like, I would be cussing my face out <laughs> in the morning, like another pimple, like really? So all these things kind of just weighed me down, like, you know, going through this every single day and just really feeling out of control, like can't even really control any of this. Um, my body is just doing things it, you know, it wants to do. And, you know, I can't really do much about it. It is what it is. And I really wanted to kind of, you know, figure out what else can I do. And I remember you know, again, women coming in and, you know, asking me the same thing, like, what can I do? What, um, you know, my mom never told me anything about this, you know? So a lot of us are kind of uh, surprised and, you know, just kind of thrown off when these symptoms just start, you know, all of a sudden, you know, after the age of 40 or even a little bit before 40, like some women, you know, in their, in their late thirties can start to have symptoms, but we're really kind of thrown off by it and, you know, really trying to figure out what is going on. So I wanted to use this opportunity to just kind of tell you what the hell <laughs> is perimenopause, because, you know, many of us have heard of menopause, right? Like everyone knows what that is. Um, but just to review, menopause essentially is defined by no periods, no bleeding whatsoever for 12 consecutive months. That's when a woman is considered to be menopausal. Now, I wanted to explain perimenopause um, using you know, the principles of the five W's. Remember those, you know, questions, those five W questions you learned in elementary school to gather information or to problem solve the who, what, where, when, and why. I want to kind of use those principles to talk about, you know, what perimenopause is. 
So the first W, well, first perimenopause, peri meaning around menopause. So essentially this is what they also call menopausal transition. So you are around the time of menopause and you are also experiencing menopausal symptoms. So that's perimenopause. And I told you what menopause is, 12 consecutive months with no bleeding whatsoever. That's when you hit menopause. And then the year after that and thereafter, is considered postmenopause. Postmenopause. So you're a postmenopausal a year after you hit menopause, and that's where you are for the duration. So the first W, okay, who, what, where, and when. So who does it affect? Obviously, women, right? <laughs> Anybody with a vagina can experience perimenopause. Now, I, I, I usually say every woman would go, will go through menopause, but will every woman go through perimenopause? Not necessarily. Because if you are someone who undergoes a procedure that will throw you into menopause. We call it surgical menopause, where your, your ovaries are removed for whatever reason. You can be thrown into, you know, straight into menopause. You kind of skip that whole transition period or perimenopause and go right into, you know, menopause. Or you are someone who has undergone medical treatment like chemotherapy that essentially shuts down your ovaries that can also kind of, you know, basically throw you into menopause so you can skip the whole perimenopause or menopausal transition. So everyone would, every woman would experience menopause, but perimenopause, you know, you may skip that transition if you have other circumstances that kind of throws you into menopause. So that's the who. So the next W is the why. So why is this happening? Well, like I say in the office, this is a natural process. Although it does not feel natural at all. Like I said, you, I felt like my body was doing things like I have never, you know, obviously have never experienced and it does not feel natural. You do not feel like yourself. So totally out of, you know, out of your realm of understanding at times. So it is a natural process. It's a normal change of life. And every woman will experience it. Not everyone would experience perimenopause, but menopause in general. But everyone's journey will be potentially different. And the changes that are occurring are essentially due to the fluctuations in our hormones. You know, hormones, estrogen, mostly. And then, you know, we have progesterone and testosterone, but the symptoms are typically related to the different fluctuations of the estrogen. And if you think about it, a lot of women, when we are going through this stage, I feel like I'm a teenager again, is what I always hear. And I also felt through my experience because during puberty, our hormones are fluctuating. They're essentially kind of on a roller coaster, trying to figure things out. And then you, they kind of get into, you know, a steady state for our reproductive years. And then once we hit perimenopause, it goes back on that roller coaster again. And that's how it really feels. Like you're just kind of up and down all over the place. 
So that's why you experience those symptoms because of the hormone fluctuations. Now the next W is what can I expect? And I think this is important because again, like I said, a lot of, lot of women are just kind of thrown off of, you know, when they experience symptoms, they don't know what this is and, you know, or in denial, like, okay, I don't know, you know, this is something, I don't, this has to be something, something's wrong with me. Or they kind of just kind of, uh, you know, brush it off like, okay, this must be stress related or, I, you know, I need more sleep or, you know, they attribute it to something else. Um, besides, you know, even thinking about perimenopause, because again, it's something that we as women don't really talk about, um, you know, whether it's from our moms or, you know, aunties or whoever, you know, um, elders or in elder elderly women in your circle, like they don't talk about perimenopause and menopause, right? Like when we are growing up, you know, most of us have had the sex talk, and then as we're getting older, we start having children, we get all kinds of advice <laughs> from everybody, aunties, moms, and, you know, whoever, whatever, you know, um, uh, women that are in your, in your circle in regards to your pregnancy and then how to raise your children. And then once we get to this stage, it's like crickets, like nobody's talking about it. And then when you mention it, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had something like that, but, you know, not really much else. <laughs> no, no real help. So it's important to know what to expect. And I'm sorry if you hear my son in the background, he's making some extra noise. So I apologize for that. So what can you expect with perimenopause? Now, and like I said, this is important to know, right? So we can be prepared and we can be proactive about things. Now, this can be, this is a, kind of a long list. So I don't want you to be afraid. <laughs> like I know a lot of women are like, oh my gosh, this is so much. So let me just kind of, you know, review the list. And um, yeah, so let me tell you what you could potentially experience with perimenopause. The most common things that can start off this transition is irregular periods. Like you can experience a change in your periods. That's number one. And then number, number two common, most common thing is hot flashes or night sweats. So those are the two most common things that women can experience as they're going through this menopausal transition. Other things that you can experience during perimenopause is breast tenderness, worsening PMS symptoms, premenstrual syndrome, you know, um, bloating, um, headaches, mood swings right before your period. Fatigue, trouble sleeping, vaginal dryness, or pain with intercourse, a decreased sex drive, bladder symptoms like leakage or urgency, like you feel like you have the urge to go more frequently, mood swings, Anxiety or depression. There's some women who can get more anxious or they start to get panic attacks out of nowhere or feeling more depressed. Brain fog or forgetfulness. Acne. Itchy or dry skin. 
Or some women, they get like that creepy crawly sensation, you know, in their skins. I've heard some women experience that too. Joint pains, headaches or migraines. So is that enough? <laughs> That's a long list, right? I know. Don't be, don't, like I said, don't be scared. Now, every woman will not experience every single symptom, right? There's some women who may have one or two of those. There's some women who may have five of those. <laughs> they may have all of them. Um, to be honest, I haven't met a woman who've had every single thing, but again, it certainly is possible. And the other extreme would be someone who don't, who doesn't have any symptoms, and my mom, she is an example of that. She, you know, I wrote my book, <laughs> Loving Me, Myself, and Her Through Perimenopause and Beyond. And she was the first one who read like my rough draft. And she apologized to me. She's like, Joyelle, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> because she did not have any symptoms whatsoever. She just stopped having periods. And that was, that was her, that was it. So there are some women out there who, you know, do not have anything as far as something wild. They just stop having an appearance and they're done. So if you get so lucky, good for you. <laughs> okay, so that is what you can expect. And again, you know, all of those symptoms and you know, obviously there are other things that can cause some of those symptoms. And, you know, I mentioned, you know, as, as I'm going through my journey in the beginning, I'm like, you know, is this stress related? Do I need to drink more water? You know, things like, you know, you're trying to, you know, figure out something else that you can do, you know, could it be related to something else? So certainly, you know, once you rule out other potential things because thyroid actually, a dysfunction in your thyroid can look similar to some of these menopausal symptoms. So just to be aware of that. So that are some, th those are some things that you can expect with this transition. So that is the what, okay? And then the next W is where is this happening? And, you know, I mentioned that whole slew of symptoms, right? So there are estrogen receptors all over our body. So our brain, our blood vessels, our bones, like estrogen is everywhere. It's working everywhere. So with the symptoms, you can potentially have, you know, notice some changes in many of your body parts, many of your body systems. So it can be, you know, it can be variable. The next W is when. So when does it start? So the average age of menopause is usually around 51, 52. For perimenopause, it can start as early as 39, but usually you can start around the mid 40s on average. But again, everybody is different. Like I said, my story starts at the age of 39 and there's some women, it may start at 45. So it really kind of depends on the person. The other when question is, when is it going to stop? <laughs> now that's a good question. 
very common question. So as far as the transition, see this, this whole perimenopausal period, right? It can be anywhere from two to 10 years. So that means you can experience all of these, not all of these symptoms, some of these symptoms of menopause and still having periods. And you can do this anywhere from two to 10 years and then you reach menopause. And again, who knows how long, you know, which, where you will, you know, fall in that spectrum. Everyone is different in that regards. However, research has shown that Black women tend to have longer periods or longer a longer time during this transition. Like they experience this transition much longer than white women. So that is something that has been shown in studies. And as far as once you reach menopause, the menopausal symptoms can continue. That, that you know, doesn't mean that once you reach, you know, you're in perimenopause, you go to menopause and then the symptoms stop. They can actually continue. Most likely they will continue. However, as you reach further out from menopause, those symptoms typically decrease over time. Some of them do. And again, Everyone's journey is different and it may be different for everybody. So those are the five W's. Who does it affect? Women. Perimenopause, like I said, every woman will experience menopause. Not everyone would experience perimenopause. Why is it happening? It's a normal, natural thing due to our hormone fluctuations as we are reaching a point we are, you know, reaching that non-reproductive stage of our life. Where is it happening? In all different parts of our body. What can I expect? That long list <laughs> of things I mentioned, anywhere from irregular periods, hot flashes, night sweats, breast tenderness, brain fog, anxiety, depression, vaginal dryness, bladder symptoms, mood swings, trouble sleeping. When does it start? It can start as early as 39, but usually, and I'm talking about perimenopause, usually around mid-40s as opposed to mid menopause starts typically around 50, 51, 52. And when is it going to stop? That's also variable. That transition is anywhere from two to 10 years. So that is what perimenopause is. Now the other question, how can you feel better? which is why I wrote my book, which is why I am here starting this journey with this podcast. Because there are things that you can do. There are things that I've learned that has helped me in this journey. Because I was struggling trying to keep up with work, trying to keep up with you know being a mom and a wife, I was struggling <laughs> trying to manage, 
trying to manage to, you know, keep on a happy face, push through, do what I need to do while my body was doing what it wanted to do beyond my control. So I'm here to empower you with some strategies as we talk further, you know, in future episodes so that you can feel better. All right. So please share this with your friends, your sisters, your mama, whoever you think may benefit from this information. So subscribe and leave a review. I would really appreciate you leaving a review and let me know what you think. All righty. So until next time, you all take care. Thank you for listening. If you had any aha moments, please subscribe and share this podcast with all the ladies in your circle. Then head on over to www.drjoyelle.com to get my monthly newsletter and join my Facebook group so we all can slay our day together.